0: Hi, and welcome back to Chaco Disaster, the world's first and premier anime podcast. I'm Chorpsaway, And I'm Jordan. And unfortunately, Future Friend has, uh, he had a rather nasty accident last season, which
1: caused us to have to put the, uh, put the podcast on delay, as it were. Okay. Unfortunately, I, while he was watching k in his car, he had a horrible accident <laughs> and drove into the river. And, unfortunately, they they just couldn't recover anything except for the
0: Blu-rays of k Yeah,
1: which were split between the two of us.
0: He had thrown them onto the, uh, onto land yeah. to make sure that they did not lose any of their retail value.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even though he was watching them, strangely enough, like, he hadn't <laughs> even removed the shrink wrap from the packaging. It's really impressive, honestly. Yeah. But, unfortunately, Future Friend will not be
0: joining us. No. Uh, so, for now, it's just you and me, Jordan. Finally, our third wheel out of the way. We can talk about how much we fucking love anime. I
1: love anime so damn much. God, I just love anime. Holy shit. I'm so excited for this
0: season. Right? This season actually looking real good. It'll, yeah. So, to explain our setup now, we're going to be doing... One show that's just looking at all of the shows for next season mm-hmm. and doing kind of a rate and review sort of thing as on initial impressions.
1: So, as opposed to our like previous, like pre season standard where we would only talk about the shows we were going to watch, we're talking about everything every single show. We looked at all of them, there are a lot. There wow. are at first because I saw a, a video a while back talking about there's just or maybe it was like a series of tweets, I don't remember, but someone was saying. One of the problems with selling anime is there's just too much anime. And my initial response to that was, I mean, there's, like, maybe a little too much anime, but it's, like, what, like, a 25 every season? That's not that bad, but no, it's, like, 50. There are, like, 50 every there's season. There's a lot of anime.
0: Like, 50 is considered very high for a season still. Mm-hmm. But it's still more than, like, 25 per season. Yeah. Because there are some broadcasting stations that are just anime. That's true. Messed up, IMO, but... Yeah. And so then we're doing this a couple weeks before a lot of the big shows drop. So we're letting you get, we're letting you know about the information ahead of time. Yeah. You know, you'll be prepared. Then later on, once the season ends proper, the previous season, the previous season, Yeah. we'll go back. We'll, uh, we'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and how the shows we were watching ended up. Much like we did last, uh, last season, but now, Without as many shows in between, we're going to be able to talk more in-depth about them at the end.
1: And I think this is the better structure, because this means we're more free to watch the series at whatever pace we want.
0: Yeah, because uh, definitely near the uh, the end of the original Choco Disaster series, it be, it was difficult trying to keep up with everything on such a breakneck pace.
1: Yeah, and also, uh, it, I feel like this way it is easier... Or at least easier to slot into the podcast when we uh, drop shows, and especially when we pick up shows halfway into the season.
0: Yeah. And also, we'll do a mid-season episode that will... we are kind of just keep people up to date, what we're staying with, what we're missing, maybe a little bit of information, but not as much as we did with, say, our bi-weekly series. Yeah. So it's more of... You know, these are kind of the things that I see popping up, and we're going to save more of our analysis for the end-of-season shows.
1: So that means that now, instead of having a show bi-weekly, we're going to have, uh like, three episodes quarterly, and two of them are going to be very close together.
0: Exactly. And that you know what? I think that's going to work out better. Me, yeah, me too. So, before we start talking about all the hot anime for this fall season, let's talk about some news. Alright. Because I got... I've got some news, just some of some various things to keep up with. For example, the final block- uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront episode has get- been given an air date. Oh, okay. It'll be airing October 3rd, hmm. so about when the new season starts. And the episode's going to be 46 minutes long. Oh my. Yeah, so it's about double length. And it's taking about a full season to finish. All
1: right, because they also had like one recap episode, didn't they?
0: Yes. So, uh... Someone I was talking to about this said, every, uh, every frame of this anime better be immaculate given that it's taken <laughs> yeah. an extra season yeah. to finish. And it's like, uh, I'm sure it's going to, uh, like wrap everything up since they have twice as much time to do it all. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering what the end product's gonna be like at this point.
1: Maybe at this rate, they should have just made a whole movie out of it.
0: Yeah, maybe that would have been better, but this is, this is what we've ended up with. And so we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. Cuz it was it was a good series before then,
1: before all this happened. Before everything went downhill production-wise, it definitely showed a lot of promise.
0: Yeah, so hopefully this ending will be at least satisfactory. Yeah. Um some other news? Let's see. So, uh on top of other releases, uh one of the first like big name visual novels to come out, uh you know, is getting a PS4 and PS Vita re-release next year, uh, in February. Oh. I just thought that was neat, because, uh, it's, like, one of the- Oh, the name, the, na- first the w- name,
1: hold on, the you name know. was You Know. Okay, I thought you said You Know as in I knew, no. and I was like, what? Uh, no. Probably not, though. YU-NO. Okay.
0: But, um, the- a lot of the staff that originally worked on it, because it was, like, a 1996 PC98 game. Oh, okay. Is, like, uh, a lot of the big-name staff have, like, passed away- so this is kind of allowing to remake and kind of introduce new generation to one of the first really big visual novels to come out that's neat so that could be neat yeah other release things um Danganronpa 3 announced mm-hmm. because that just won't die
1: it's called it has like a special name doesn't it it's like new
0: a new Danganronpa V3 yeah everyone's new semester of killing
1: that was announced at Sony's uh, Tokyo Game Show presser, where they also announced, like, the Danganronpa Action VR experience, or whatever it was called. What? Yeah, they announced, like, a VR Danganronpa game for, like, uh, the PlayStation Virtual Reality headset. Huh. Yeah.
0: This is going to be the first game to show up on a uh, on a major console, because all the other ones have been on the uh, the Sony handhelds. Yeah. But uh, Danganronpa 3 looks to be on PS4 and Vita. So that could be
1: neat. Or in Ronan, What Have You Wrought.
0: <laughs> the the fandom you have created has just caused this to I'm sure it's all because of him. Yeah. Uh other other news. There's a series of uh Pikachu plushies by uh a couple groups uh Omakase and Tokyo Otaku Mode of uh Pikachu in like more domestic uh dresses. Okay. So, uh a series of plushes of uh Pikachu like uh in festival attire, or as a sailor, or as, like, a business intern, mm-hmm. are being released a- monthly. And finally, the releases have been, uh, have been approved for the West. Oh, okay. And all of them are, like, $18. Oh, that's not bad. Pretty reasonable for, like, a plush that's being sent overseas. And they're, like, super cute, like, uh... The 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 one they focused on is the salary man or business intern one. Uh-huh. He's got like a he's got like one of those suit coats on. He's got a little tie and he's got glasses.
1: Does he have like the the like the really thick glasses with the circles in them?
0: Uh, not quite the circles, but they're definitely very thick glasses. Okay. He's That's a cute neat. little guy.
1: There was um at I think it was the uh, the American uh, finals for like uh the like Pokemon. For just, like, Pokemon, like, playing Mm -hmm. the actual game competitively. Right. They had, like, this whole setup where, like, the big mascot for that tournament this year specifically was, like, a a captain, like, Pirate Pikachu. Oh. And they were selling, like, plushies and t-shirts and all, like, great, but they were only selling them there and, like, on location. And I Uh wanted one of those t-shirts, too. And it made me so sad. (laughs) It's unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Other mascot news. So, uh, Sega... Sega has really been pushing Love Live as a mascot sort of setup. Oh, my. Because not only is Sonic the Hedgehog, um, like, their main mascot, they've included and have an official, like, Twitter and everything for, uh, Rin from Love Live. Okay. And then became the mascot of that. Is now also becoming the face of Puyo Puyo.
1: Oh. Because,
0: like, uh, a lot... Like, Sega has released, like, an official... Um, poster and stuff of, uh, Rin from Love Live, like, interacting with Puyo Puyo may or may not be attached to the games yet,
1: but is definitely, like, part of their big marketing thing. That's interesting. I didn't even know that, uh, Love Live was owned by Sega. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Because it started as an anime, right? Or was it, like, a game I believe it
0: started as an anime, turned into the mobile game. yeah turned into the multimedia franchise it is. But yeah, I I don't know how Sega got the rights to it, as it were, because they, again, they they have rebranded this character as their, like, semi-official mascot next to Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Or at least had for a while. Well,
1: it's like the song goes, you know, love, live, and learn. Yep. <laughs> that,
0: that's what Sonic the Hedgehog
1: says. Yep. <laughs> Every time he speeds up, that's what he says.
0: Ugh.
1: It might be that... Because Sega is owned by a a parent company, or either they've merged with a company called Sammy, which is a pachinko slot machine uh, Mm -hmm. manufacturer, and it might be that they own Love Live. Oh, it might be. That seems about right. Yeah. Some other assorted
0: news. Uh, So, (laughs) bundled with one of the Sword Art Online Blu-rays was uh, part of the original soundtrack. Uh Uh-huh. Two years after its release, so now uh the company realized that 90% of the songs on the soundtrack were accidentally pitched incorrectly <laughs> <laughs> like, great like i i don't know how that happens but somehow on all of these CDs 21 of 27 <laughs> tracks uh were were pitched incorrectly and therefore sounded drastically differently than their tv than on the tv and I just thought, wow, holy shit.
1: Well, I'm sure there is a huge overlap between Sword Art Online fans and Nightcore uh, fans. Enthusiasts. Yeah, so I'm sure they didn't mind that much. Yeah,
0: maybe they thought it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that's such a weird thing to also not notice until two years afterwards. Yeah, like
1: no one said anything?
0: Because we're talking original Sword Art Online, not like the second season yeah. of Blu-rays.
1: That was like 2012, right?
0: So that the Blu-rays were 2013. Okay. And It's just like holy shit, incredible. Honestly, yeah.
1: no, that's really impressive.
0: Here's the here's the tweet from the composer of the soundtrack. Uh, to those that have been enjoying the CD until now, I've only just heard all of the mistakes in the songs. <laughs> I simply can't believe I didn't notice until just now. I truly feel terrible about this, and I think they're gonna re-release something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so any customers with faulty CDs can send their disc and, like, information back so they can be replaced with correct soundtracks. All right. That's So nice. they're, they're at least, you know, fixing it up, you know, two years after the fact. Yeah. yeah. it works out. All right. And that's all the news I had for, uh, for this show. So let's get to the part everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. The anime part. Yeah. So before the show, we, uh, we put together a list mm-hmm. of all the anime this season. And we have them in a series of tiers. We're going to start at our A tier, what we think is going to be the best of the best of the season.
1: Or at least what we're we're the most interested in. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And we'll slowly go down until we hit the the bottom tier, which has been uh, dubbed the Trash Garbo tier. Yep. Which is where we put all the things that uh, we believe are objectively bad.
1: Yeah. Not just, like, shows that are boring, but shows that are, like, probably vile in some way or another.
0: Right. And so, we'll get to that in a minute, and we'll discuss why each of those, but yeah. that's that's our current setup. So let's start with our A tier. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to start.
1: Okay. Uh, first things first, we've got something that I've been super excited for, and I assume you as well. Yes. The second season of the anime Haikyuu, which is a yeah. show about a high school volleyball team and Hell it's yeah. it's the best
0: it's a really good sports anime yeah
1: it's um it's got it's got great art, first of all, it's done by Production IG, which is actually no small feat because I read the manga, and the manga actually doesn't look all that great.
0: The manga has a very distinct style of, if they are not very important to the panel, they are drawn very poorly. And everyone
1: everyone looks fat because of the way the artist draws chins. Like, I think it's charming. He doesn't, like, the way he closes the line is weird, so it looks like everyone has double chins.
0: It's, it, I think it's still a very charming art style, but it yes, is, the yeah. uh, production IG very much cleans it up.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, like, very clean art style, but great animation, too. Um, oh, yeah. It does one thing that I think is incredibly impressive, not just within the realm of anime, but even just media in general, is very early on, it, introduce, it introduces a character who, at the start, his main character trait is, is a dick. <laughs> but even right from then, like, he is already relatable and understandable like you can tell what makes him tick and how he thinks and why he does that mm-hmm. and that is so hard to do and the fact that they get that right is really impressive and every character is like that whether or not they're jerks or not you just immediately they, get they're a all feeling. very relatable yeah all characters have like completely understandable motivations and emotion and emotions it's just it's great mm-hmm.
0: it's a very it's a very strong series yeah and so, a second season of that is just like, give me more.
1: Yeah, sure. please. If you're if you're only gonna watch one anime this season, for my money, make it this one. All right.
0: Then next up. No, hold, on, have... hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. I'm not. Okay. I'm
1: not. I i was not done yet. Um, oh, okay. I mean, sort of. But uh, I think because the manga for this is currently running in Shonen Jump. Uh huh. And it's probably the best manga running in Shonen Jump right now. And as I think it's the greatest sports manga of all time. It's I, a
0: very, I, I, I'm not big on sports stuff, to be either. fair, but Haikyuu is probably one of the, like, better things I've seen out of sports.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, like, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, I actually think the actual sport volleyball, I really don't like watching it personally, uh, just because of the way, like, a round is structured. Mm-hmm. But, man, this series just sells it so good, and I I generally think it's, like, cream of the crop for sports manga. It's better than Slam Dunk, and it's better than Shield. And you should watch it. You should check it out.
0: One nice thing about Haikyuu is that while there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of the sort of, like, pausing in the middle of a game sort of stuff for, Mm -hmm. like, monologuing and, you know, kind of character building, it never feels like it really drags on as much. No. Like, they play a good number of games within the first season, even though a lot of it's, like, training art kind of getting the characters to start working together. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive, I think, as how it
1: balances kind of the whole story out. Absolutely. And speaking of iShield twenty one. Uh-huh. It's One Punch Man.
0: Yeah. Done by Madhouse, so we already know that animation, if nothing else, is going to
1: be good. Yeah.
0: One Punch Man is uh based on a web manga by an artist named One who's very bad at art.
1: Yeah, he is. Well, what's interesting, right, is that if you if you look at his newer artwork, uh it, like for a 100 mob psycho or? S- no, like, just even, like even just one for punch one, punch one punch man. Yeah. Okay. If you look at his new artwork like it still looks bad, but he's really decent at composing a panel and like drawing poses, it's yeah. just that his line work is horrible, which it's, it's really strange to look at.
0: <laughs> and that's one thing that
1: I think the 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 fact
0: that he's so good at composition is the reason that another artist ended up picking up the series and redrawing it. Yeah. And the person who picked it up, I don't remember the artist,
1: but right now, but, um. It is the Shield 21 artist. Is it? Yes. That's why. Oh, wow, I, that's okay. why the segue.
0: Okay. Alright, now I get it. Yeah. But, uh, the Shield 21 artist picked it up and is really good at, like. This sort of. He's just thing, really good. Just really good at art in general, but using the composition from one and his style really, like, ups the ante of One Punch Man. Yeah. Because. With, there's a couple segments in like the One Punch Man manga by the Ice Shield Twenty One artist where like you can see how it would be animated from panel to panel because of how methodical everything is put together. The, there
1: are some parts of the uh, his name is Yus- Yusuke Murata by the okay. way, and there's some parts where the where his version you can just take a couple of the panels and compose them into a gif because that's how like smooth the transition from one to another is it's ridiculous
0: so one punch man being taken over by madhouse is just like this is this is getting cream of the crop sort of stuff yeah like we're already taking something that really good composition moved to really good artistry moved to one of the most well-known uh companies in animation
1: one of the most prestigious i would say
0: yeah for prestigious that's probably the better word so that should be really good and i like that all of the um all the previews and stuff have really sold it as a as an action series, yeah. <laughs> which means that people who aren't familiar with it are going to get in real shock when it turns out to be a comedy series yeah. about superheroes. We should
1: probably mention what this what this a series little bit is about what about. One Punch
0: Man is about. Yeah, it's about a man named Saitama mm-hmm. who has trained himself uh, so much that he is incredibly powerful to the point where he can defeat any opponent with a single punch. Just the one. Hence, One Punch Man.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, uh... In Japan, the series is referred to as One-Pon Man, mm-hmm. and it is called that because it is actually, in some ways, a tribute to, like, another uh, Japanese superhero called Anpan Man.
0: Right, and that he's, a probably one of the most famous, like, children's superheroes. Yeah. But One-Punch Man is, um... It's really just the story about this guy who's really not a hero, uh, because he doesn't have his license or anything. Mm-hmm. But he just goes around, like, helping the town every so often, just punching an enemy, and then it dies, and then he's done. Yeah. And he goes back to his normal day of, uh, you know, just doing
1: whatever. It's one of those series where the comedy comes from, like, the dissonance between the, the character's values and the values that the audience might perceive. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, one of the jokes that uh, happens, like, fairly early on in the series is uh, one punch man has a bad day, and at some point he says, if another shitty thing happens to me, I might just blow this planet up. Because that's the kind of thing he can do, and that's, like, it's a lot yeah. like that.
0: He's just, he's a very emotional sort of character. Yeah. Despite trying to be very, despite being very, like, silly and kind of simple. Mm-hmm. He's also got a lot of, like, values, just like, yeah, like yeah. that. It's, um, it's really impressive, I think, how well it hits kind of all the, all the things you'd expect from both action and comedy. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Saitama, who's, like, a bald... Uh, who's just, like, a bald superhero. Mm-hmm. So, while everyone else is, like, impressively well-drawn, like, occasionally you can tell even with, um... Was it Murata? Uh,
1: the second guy? Yeah. He's called Murata, yeah.
0: Yeah, Murata. Just draws, like, this very crude oval for his head. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, you can see a dissonance between the characters where, like, he very much stands out because he's so simple compared to
1: everyone else. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's interesting because, like, all the other characters have almost like a bleach sense of like, like very edgy demon design to them. And then just having this character that looks like something out of a, like out of a children's superhero cartoon. It's pretty yeah. funny.
0: And like all, all the villains and like other characters that appear, very again, serious, mm-hmm. uh, serious sort of tone and everything. Like there's, there's one main character who's like defeated just because he's like kicked in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of very just like simple humor sort of stuff that works really well. And so One Punch Man looking good.
1: Yep. Also, the first two volumes of the manga are going to get released in pocket form next month.
0: I think they already were because the New York Times has them at the top of their manga best selling list.
1: I think that's pre-orders then. That might be pre-orders. Yeah. Uh, and it also runs, I think, in the American version of Weekly Shonen Jump.
0: It might. I'm yeah. not sure.
1: Unlike Haikyuu, God damn goddammit. Yeah, for some reason Haikyuu doesn't run in the English show- weekly Shonen Jump. Yeah, and like in, J- in Japan, One Punch Man doesn't even run in Shonen Jump at all. It's just on the internet somewhere.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, originally it is a web manga. Yeah, so.
1: right. Please translate Haikyuu.
0: Speaking of numbers. First we had the One Punch Man, now we have Lupin the Third.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, this is the newest Lupin the Third series uh, for 2015. Yep. Um, It's actually been airing for about 11 episodes as of recording this podcast uh, in Italy, because that's where the new series takes place. Uh, And it will start broadcasting, I believe, the 2nd, so two Fridays from when we're recording this. All right. The October 2nd. And so that's when we'll finally get access to be able to watch it.
1: It feels weird that this anime is already almost done, and yet we're not... Yeah, oh no! I mean, it's, it's, sort of tw- it's twenty-four it. episodes. It's not oh, halfway. It's, you're done. right. All right, it's uh, halfway done. Yeah. Same point, really.
0: And so it's, um Lupin the Third has always been kind of a interesting sort of series. Yeah. Because half the time it is a very much like gentleman thief sort of action adventure thing, but as like from the start, it was heavily based in comedy as well. Because the whole point is that Lupin the Third is incompetent. Yeah. And kind of lucks his way into a lot of his, uh, his winnings. Mm-hmm. But as it's gone on, they've gotten a more and more serious sort of tone as they've gone along. Which, uh, at this point, uh, apparently the new series is more serious than original Lupin. and fits a lot more into the, um, they did a revival series a couple years ago called, um, it's based around the female main character, Fujiko Mine. And it's much more in tone with that than it is with the original Lupin. Huh. Which I don't think is bad. I feel like some amount of development is important. But it's it's going to be... it, It blends the old series with the new because also, like, I think it's half and half split for the staff. Half the staff that worked on Fujiko Mine and half the staff that worked on original Lupin, including the original creator... Yeah. ...are all in on it. So it should be interesting. Like, the the pv they have for out out for it has like a remixed version of the original lupin theme which kind of shows you know it's not it's not all entirely like separated from the past but it's also updated
1: oh okay i actually i actually didn't even know that was the original theme song
0: oh yeah the yeah so that should be really neat um lupin the 3rd has always been like a joy to watch uh from the things i've caught of it so it should be fun to see especially with kind of updated animation and everything given time
1: this was also supposed to come out last season and it got delayed so hopefully it ends up looking real good
0: yeah so that that's that
1: uh next up this is the last this is the last anime of the a tier and also the only one that only you are watching
0: yeah so for the last three me and jordan are both watching them yeah this one is me only and uh, Brave Beats is by the same team that's doing Tribe Cool Crew right now, which initially I watched because I didn't know what to expect. And I kind of expected to go, you know, kind of not like it. Mm-hmm. Turned out one of the, my favorite animes I've watched.
1: Okay, You can so, tweet uh, about it a lot.
0: Yeah, I love Tribe Cool Crew. <laughs> um, so Tribe Cool Crew is a story about a dance crew in Japan. Kind of just a lot of it's like just honing abilities and kind of learning how to, you know, grow up and deal with problems all while doing street dancing, which for the anime they have, or the studio who does it, um, Bandai Namco, they have um, street, uh, street dancing teams on set to do all the choreography, which they then turn into 3D dancing sections for the characters.
1: That is really cool.
0: Which is really cool. So all of these moves are like, you know. There are things that people would do. their are actual dance routines that they have for these different groups that show up in the story, and it's a lot of fun. Just because it's it's a children's anime, so it like it's very it tends to be very frantic with you know just trying to keep attention. But it's also got a lot of heart to it. There's a lot of like things that you know children can learn from it and lessons and stuff. Things like, you know, just even simple things like body positivity sort of things. Like, one of the main characters is like super fat, mm-hmm. but is, uh, but knows how to use his weight to kind of help with the movements and kind of, you know, use it for dance. Okay. And, uh, recently the main plot has actually shown up. I think it's at near the end of its, um, it's, I think it's going to end in like two or three episodes because it's reached kind of the apex of its plot. Okay. Which has suddenly involved like anti-terrorism through the power of dance. And so it's it's just like this what super is this It's the super bonkers sort of plot that I just it's just so charming because like it still fits in with the kind of concept they're doing because it all bases around this sort of like Michael Jackson esque dancer uh-huh. that is like going around trying to do world peace and kind of the groups that are fighting against him <laughs> okay. and all of it is done through like the power of dance. So it's it's very charming and I think it's very nice and well animated. Um and this new one is apparently more of the same, but instead of like, uh, terrorism being the issue, it's like intergalactic war.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: About like, some robot, uh, some robot hits Earth and he comes from a planet of dance, and because he's no good at dancing, he's gonna lose the throne to someone who's trying to usurp him. Damn. And so he teams up with these humans and other robots eventually show up and fight as well to gain back his throne through Space Dance. They have all of the- they have crew on again to do, like, the choreography and everything. Oh, I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) See, I, I actually didn't even know until I was composing this, like, order list. Uh-huh. That this and Tribe Cool Crew were created by Bandai Namco or animated by Bandai Namco's animation studio.
0: It's Bandai Namco and Sunrise are the t- duo that work on it.
1: Okay, so but that must mean that this is like some multimedia franchise, right?
0: Um, the thing I don't—it's hard to say because like with Tribe Cool Crew, it was just a single video game and the anime. Okay. So I don't know about Brave Beats yet. They haven't really said announced a lot of stuff about it.
1: All right, that's but I mean a- if it.
0: If it's multimedia, that'd be cool.
1: That's surprising, because, like, Bandai Namco is a video game and toy comp- company, so yeah. you'd think they'd be, like, all, all, all right on that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it was... It, then this may have been, like, a, uh, a test, as it were, for, like, Tribe Cool Crew just to figure it out. Maybe. So we'll see how Brave Beats ends up, but, yeah,
1: I'm really excited for that. I mean, there's probably figures out there, but, oh, I mean, that's a given with any anime.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and so now we've hit the end of our A tier.
1: Mm-hmm. Are definitely excited for. Yeah, That's what that was. Here's B
0: tier, which we're excited for, but not as much as the other ones.
1: Yeah. So I'll have you start. All right. So first of all, we've got an anime called Young Blackjack, which mm-hmm. is being done by uh, a company called Tezuka Productions, which is uh, an animation company that was started like way back in the day by none other than Osamu Tezuka, uh, mm-hmm. the creator of uh, Astro Boy. And yeah. another and, one, uh,
0: the original Blackjack.
1: Yeah, that's right. And like, that's another one of his really popular creations, which is about this guy who goes around doing good things, and then he never gets recognition for it. And it's really sad, but it's also like funny and interesting. Because he does like lots of surgery stuff. Yeah, right. He's like he's a he's a trained surgeon, and he helps people out. Uh, but it looks like this uh, series has like a form more it looks to be more serious than the mm. original Blackjack. Because uh, it tells a story of when he was still in medical training. That's what this series is about. Right. Um, and it looks like it has more, it's going to be more serious in tone. And it also has a much more serious art style. Because the Blackjack manga actually looks fairly cartoony for the most part. And it usually doesn't have any uh, like detailed backgrounds. It's usually just characters talking. Um, so yeah, this looks like it's going to be a little bit more... I mean, I hesitate to use the term mature, but I guess that's what it is. Because it is... Even the original manga had, like, a, took on some pretty serious subject matter a lot of the time, but it mm-hmm. was, like, treated with a light tone, and it looks like this is gonna give it, uh, like, take the story in a more, to, like, natural way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it looks interesting. I love Blackjack, so I'm sure it's gonna be, or I hope it's gonna be fun. So, I like, I don't know anything about Blackjack, really, besides kind of the basics, so I...
0: I... While well, I looked at him like, oh, that's kind of neat. I didn't think to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Young Blackjack not done at all by Tezuka. It was no. This is all—all all of it was written after his death. Yeah. So, whether or not these, um, I guess, go- <laughs> ghost writers—they're not writing under <laughs> his name—but like, <laughs> they're you know, kind of taking the the story of Blackjack and kind of reappropriating it for this different audience and everything. Yeah. We'll see how it works.
1: So, like, it, it could be good. It could also go the way the Astro Boy movie that had Nicolas Cage in it and be real bad. But I <laughs> right, hope the, not. the live-action one. Yeah. I can't... I almost forgot that existed.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe it would have been better for
1: that. Uh, maybe. But you can't have everything you want. Mm-hmm.
0: Next up, we have uh, Concrete Revolution, which both me and Jordan are watching. Yep. It's by Bones. And... Uh, I believe it's also by a lot of the production behind uh, Fullmetal Alchemist, the original that anime could be, series. I
1: wouldn't know about that.
0: And it's about... Um, it's about... Uh, <sighs> after some war, uh, Japan has grown, like, technologically, and suddenly all superheroes and life, you know, like, super life forms appear all at once in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so they've set up this, like, anti anti-superhero sort of like robot squad to fight back against them. And that's yeah. as far as I understand about the concept of the anime.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, like, the concept sort of made me go, mm, I don't know about this, because I'm not really into superheroes, and I'm very not into giant robots, but the art looked so good that I had to put it on this list anyway and watch it and give it a shot. It's It's super vibrant. It's yeah. a
0: very, like... It's a very vibrant, colorful art style, Mm -hmm. which very, uh, it's very, it draws in really well, and it's very engaging, I thought. Absolutely. And it seems like it's not just going to be, you know, a, a mech show or a superhero show. No. So it should kind of push that out of the, push it out of the realms of a lot of the trappings that usually get caught with those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. And so that should be neat. We're not going to be, I say, crying at the end.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see how much crying there is. I mean, later. maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is a show I'll be watching Uh called Comet Lucifer. Uh-huh. Uh Comet Lucifer, as far as I can tell, is sort of this, like... Almost treasure planet esque sort of uh, adventure anime.
1: Oh man. and Now you actually got me hooked on this already. <laughs> or,
0: or almost, or um, kind of Gurren Lagann e. It's it's about these um, characters in a mining town on a, another planet where they a whole bunch of precious crystals are kept and they're kind of mining them in order to um to sell and profit off of. Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, the main character gets wrapped up in this huge riot in it by his classmates. And it's about an adventure of, like, this guy as he kind of explores the world, you know, finding these crystals, engaging with people. And, like, there's not a lot of information about what really goes on, but it seems like it's part, like, traveling anime, part some sort of, like, miniature mech battle. Okay. Because like, it's not, like, big robots, but it's, like... He's going to be fighting against people also searching for these rare crystals Hmm. in, like, either, like, souped-up space cars or, like, he's on some kind of weird, like, glider sort of thing, like, space glider. So I don't know what it's going to end up like, but I'm interested to see how it goes because it seems a lot – it seems like a lot of things that are just dropped in scale to the point where everything seems more manageable for it. Okay. But the PV is, like, super unhelpful. Because oh. a lot, it cause, like watching it, a lot of it seems like um, kind of pre, pre artwork like stuff as they're doing sketches for what like set pieces and everything.
1: That's where you get a lot with previews. Because I mean, when you like when you when you look at the way uh, anime production usually goes, like they 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 don't have anything ready before the episode goes up. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so there's, like, not a lot to run off of, but I'm excited to see how it
1: turns out. Okay. So this is a bit of a wild card, then?
0: It's a bit of a wild card, but I I think it has a better... I think it has a good chance of being something worth watching.
1: Yeah, Is this based on anything, or is this an original work? No, it's, or... it's, okay. it's, uh,
0: it's all original.
1: So then it's a double wild card? Yeah, for sure. All right. So you have one next up. Yeah, speaking of double wild card, uh we have a series that's called Alright, let me see if I can not butcher this really <laughs> a single really long word completely. Um Utaware Rumo Utaware Rumono, uh the false mask. Mm-hmm. Which is it's based on a video game, but I don't know anything about the video game. Uh, probably but, Japanese only. Yeah, but it looks like um it might be this season's version of uh raka braves of the six flowers and okay. that it's kind of i don't really can't really tell what it's about and it, on the surface it looks a little generic but the art is really nice and the characters are all somewhat visually interesting they're varied yeah which is important and it looks like it might be a pretty interesting little action series so i hope it turns out better than raka
0: yeah so i one of the one of the characters as i was looking through the pv just a giant bird just, yeah, like, that a, just a, like a, yep, just a six foot pig, tall pigeon.
1: pigeon. Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, that's great. But, and like, as I was looking at it, it's like, anime and fantasy seem to have like a very uh, sketchy record. Yeah. With whether or not they're interesting or kind of trite. So I'm skipping out on this one until I can be told whether or not it's hitting more
1: marks. Yeah. Well, the thing is also, it says fantasy on the label, but, uh, it, it definitely draws more seemingly, at least from like, uh, Eastern mythology than like, uh, than European fantasy.
0: Yeah, which I, is important.
1: Yeah, like that already edges it a little closer to might be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have, I have high hopes for this one and it's gonna be 25 episodes long, so it's either gonna be a good ride or it's <laughs> gonna just be me crying the whole time.
0: <laughs> and we'll find out sooner or later. Yeah. Okay, so next up, I've got a show I'm watching called Heavy Object. And as far as I... uh Heavy Object is some kind of military sci-fi mecha garbage. Okay. But one thing about it that seems to really separate itself from uh the Gundam, which is basically uh, its own genre of mecha and basically yeah. <laughs> the only genre of mecha. What separates it from, say, a Gundam sort of series is it seems a lot more character focused and less focused on kind of uh, talking about how war is terrible all the time. It's a lot less discourse related, okay. it seems.
1: And I assume then that that means it's also less like grand scope, uh, like war drama.
0: Yeah, I assume that it's going to be a lot less of that because it seems like it's more just focusing on kind of soldiers in training, sort of yeah. more fighting. And I'm sure there's going to be some co- sort of like discussion along with it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it seems a lot more character focused, kind of like the interactions between these people in these situations. Okay. So I'm interested in it and it seems, uh, like it's gonna be a lot less, like, seriously focused because instead of like, you know, big mechas really, like the main, uh, the main ship that they drive is this, like, snowmobile, like, uh, orb uh-huh. that's just surrounded in guns. Okay. <laughs> Like, so, like, it's it's an orb that's basically on kind of, like, a turnstile attached to, like, like uh, the snowmobile sort of treads. Uh-huh. And it's just got, like, a hundred guns
1: just covering it. So it's, like, one of those balls that has, like, uh, suction cups on all sides that you throw down the stairs, but instead of suction cups, it's just guns.
0: Right. So, like, already it seems like it's a lot more focused on kind of maneuverability rather than, like, the big humanoid mechas using swords and stuff. All right. Which, uh, I think pulls it enough away from kind of the things that I dislike about that sort of mecha series mm-hmm. that I'm willing to give it a shot. Plus, it's JC Staff. JC
1: Staff generally does pretty good stuff, at least as far as looks. When they're not trying to make that sort of Online money, they usually make good stuff. No, that's A1, isn't it? That, yes, but JC Staff also tries to make the sort Art Online money.
0: Oh, you're right. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. But yes, um, that occasionally happens. Uh, this is apparently based on a light novel, which again, it d- doesn't immediately make it bad. No, absolutely not. Because it's not attached to, uh, say, like, the, the harem tag, <laughs> or things <laughs> like that, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we'll get to that in a moment, though. We're getting ahead of
1: ourselves. We are. Um, but that's well, heavy object Maybe me. not entirely, actually. But <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, next up on the list is a show called Kobaban, by a studio called ILCA, and it's mm-hmm. a horror series, and I think Uh, i'm of the opinion that uh, from my perspective as a westerner uh japanese horror is just like it's easier for that to do the job than western horror just because it has that inherent foreignness to it which always makes it and at least to some degree a little weirder and really Uh,
0: the only other thing they've worked on is japanese horror stories as a series so mm -hmm. like this this that's kind of their thing as it were for now
1: Um, there's very little about what the series is going to be, like, there's really information out there on what the series is going to be about, which for a horror show might be the best thing. Uh, but the preview looked really intriguing. However, uh, the description for it says that it will feature a bondage crossed with stylish horror, which really, depending on the amount of restraint they show, could go either way. And what they actually mean by that. Yeah, Exactly. So, like, this is one of those that could either end up being the best anime of the season, or it could be, like, dropped with, by the end of the first episode.
0: One thing I thought was weird about it is that it's, it's being done by rotoscoping. Yeah. And I feel like there's really only been one other anime that did that, and I don't, I remember a lot of criticisms that it just looks too real, which, like, whatever. Yeah. But, but it's an art style that is at once, like, kind of, um, uncanny, and also uh, very kind of relatable, I think. Uh-huh. Because it, it's an art style where you go, like, I can tell that these were people and they've kind of drawn over them to be more anime-esque. Yeah. And so it's kind of a it's but kind of a weird sort of thing that might fit with horror, I think, better.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. And, yeah. I mean, the trailer really does look... It, you can definitely, like, tell sort of that it's rotoscope, but it also... Yeah. It, it's ve- It's well done, and it looks more... Like, it just has a very creepy out there art style. Then, oh, this is just something that's drawn over live action footage. So right. it's definitely, it's not used as a crutch or anything like that.
0: Especially since it seems like they're they're focusing more on the characters than the backgrounds. Because the backgrounds don't look like they're hardly lined in. Mm-hmm. While, like, there are a lot of hard lines on the characters. Yeah. For their outlines and everything. So to make them stand out more. So it could be neat. I yep. I had this on a, I'll, again, I'll wait until someone else tells me whether or not this is, like, this is turning out good or not mm-hmm. for whether or not I'm going to look into it. Cause yeah, Japanese horror, I think hits a different sort of tone than a lot of like Western horror. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what it does with that. Hopefully less bondage.
1: I mean, for 30 years now, the West has been fooled into thinking that the grudge is actually really good. And if that doesn't tell you just <laughs> how much uh, the foreign nature of Japanese horror media affects our perception of it, then I don't know what does. (laughs) Oh, also, this is going to be a series of shorts, so if it's bad, I mean, it's nothing lost, nothing Oh, is it going to be,
0: like, short stories? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's 13 episodes of five minutes. Oh, huh. Yeah.
0: That's interesting.
1: And I think a lot of the best horror is short form, so...
0: I can can see why short form is used. Yeah. I assume they're all going to be short vignettes as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that. So, last one on the B list is one neither of us are watching. I really just put it on there because I've heard that the, uh, original show is good. It's the second season of Norigami. Okay. Uh, Norigami Aragoto. And it's, it's about a, um, it's about a middle school student who's hit by a bus while trying to save someone else who fell into the street. Oh, no. And so she ends up becoming a half-phantom because of it, and realizes that the person that she saved is uh, a Japanese god, like reincarnated sort of thing. Uh-huh. So she ends up being dragged into this whole situation with gods and everything, because she's supposed to be dead now. And while this person that she saved is trying to keep her in the living world, there are others that are coming and trying to take her away. Okay, Which is something I never... I hear a lot of good things about it, and when I see it, it's like, oh, it's a nice animation style, but I've never gotten the urge to watch it. Hmm. So I just wanted to put it up there because there are people who, like, are really into it that I know. And so I was like, you know, if you if you liked that sort of thing, uh, keep it up, yeah. sort of thing.
1: I thought it was interesting because it was the only show in the, like, definitely excited and maybe excited tears that we had that wasn't being watched by either of us. Yeah. So I was sort of curious about it. But, that's just right. kind
0: of why I pushed it there. Yeah. More so than some of the other, like, sequel series that we'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. But that's the end of our B tier. Yep. So I'll have you start off the C tier since your
1: uh, show's on first. All right, so now we get to the C tier, which is maybe this is going to be good, maybe not. About a 50-50% chance. This so, is the more questionable set. Yeah, or set. at least the ones that doesn't necessarily show potential, but it could have. It. You never know. You never, this is, you never know with anime. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I've got on here is a series called Haka Doll the Animation by creators <laughs> in Pack and Trigger, um, uh. and it's going to be a series of shorts, 10 minutes, and it's going to be about these sort of idle-looking, like, things that are the perso- personification of apps. On, an, like, an, on a smartphone. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't really have any reason to think this is good, but the preview looked kind of cute, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I might check it out. I, this might be just, like, my... My, like, sugary, happy show for this season. Uh,
0: when I watched it, there was, like, a little too much fan service.
1: Was uh, there? I, like, didn't, I didn't notice that.
0: Like, Trigger-style fan service, where I was like, mmm, nah. And so, uh, again, I'll let you take care of
1: that one. Alright.
0: But, uh, yeah. Trigger's track record, less than... Less than, um, positive, I guess. Yeah. Or less than reassuring.
1: But this time, I guess they have someone else there to rein them in.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I guess they have another uh, they have another company coming in. Yeah. Maybe they can help rein it in a bit. Maybe they'll have it go even farther out of control. I hope not. <laughs> we'll find out. It'll
1: just be an actual slideshow.
0: <laughs> They're only 10-minute episodes, so it uh, might be easier for everything to show up.
1: And I think it's also the only thing that Trigger is doing this season, except for the yeah. continuation of uh, Ninja Slayer.
0: Is Ninja- I thought it was over now. Was it? I think Ninja Slayer's over now, because oh, they were okay. only doing 24 episodes. And I think
1: they're not doing anything else.
0: Eh, fair enough. I mean, they don't need to. No. They're still riding off that hot-ass killer Kill money. All that money that's that Kill a Kill brought a in. That's a shame. As you can see by the animation. I don't think that actually brought in as much money.
1: <laughs> I don't actually... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Kill Kill is that popular.
0: So next up, we have um, The Perfect Insider... Which is a uh, which is what I'm watching, and it's a mystery sort of series uh, based around a series of novels, and I think got turned into a manga at some point. Okay, but it's um, it's about uh, a guy who works at a research lab, and while he's there, he uh, he meets the daughter of his mentor, who's joining the who's joining it on like a vacation, but as soon as she gets there there's like a murder that happens uh, in the vicinity of their research lab oh no and so it's it's a it appears to be kind of a cold case thing where like it's going to be they have to it suddenly becomes a series of murders as a serial murderer thing and both of them are going to work to solve it okay so um i got burned pretty hard on a mystery after ron buketon turned out to be kind of a garbo all right but um i i like I like that sort of mystery setup, and so I'm. I want to. I want this one to be better. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that it turns out better.
1: I am. I was sort of intrigued by this one, and maybe I should have put it on my watch list. But right now, I don't feel comfortable watching anything by A1 before I hear that it is good. That's fair. Uh, So there. There's entirely a chance that this is going to be like their try hard series (laughs) because they obviously. They make bad stuff like Sword Art Online that's guaranteed to make money. And but gate. yeah, but I feel like that is in service, in service of make of getting to make anime that they actually want to make, such as the three seasons of Working. Right, and this could be one of those things. Who knows? But it could also be fucking the worst. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about anime. You never know. It's impossible to know. It's like it's like a box of chocolates, but actually some of them are poop. Never have I heard a more, um,
0: a more apt (laughs) description of anime. Unfortunately, I looked up more about The Perfect Insider. It looks like this art style is going to be a lot, like, grayer. It's, like, a lot less, it's a lot more washed out than the original, which is a little unfortunate.
1: The original being?
0: The original, like, I think it's based, I think it turned into a manga at some point. Oh, okay. But it's, like, a lot more vibrant, and I think... A juxtaposition like that would be better than trying to have the whole, like, mood setting kind of set up like that. Yeah. So next up is a mystery series you're picking up that I didn't, uh for similar reasons why you didn't pick up uh <laughs>
1: The Perfect Insider. Yeah, this one's called A Corpse Buried Under Sakura- Sakuraku-san's Feet. Uh, that is the translated name because the original name is Wicked Long, and I didn't want to put it on this, <laughs> in this document. So if you're, uh, let me quickly pull up the original Japanese name, which is
0: no ni wa ga Umateiru.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, it is a series that initially on the service, I was somewhat uh, intrigued with it, but it definitely, like, I had doubts about it. About it. Like, I have doubts with, Every like really dark mystery anime series, there's always the chance it's gonna get gross and creepy in some way, right, uh, but I have a friend whose opinion I trust partially <laughs> who's read one of the books and he said it was really good, so I'm I gonna give this anime a cautionary chance,
0: yeah, so this is a series that I looked at, and I thought, oh, also a mystery thing, mm-hmm. but like it the way that it describes itself in like the the preview for this sort of thing is a little weird. Uh So I thought, eh, it's not quite, I don't know if it's going to be quite what I'm interested in, because it seems like it's, it could be like murder mystery, it could be just like archaeology mystery, because it seems to be heavily based around Bones. Yeah. So, uh, and not the TV series, Bones. No. But, uh, so, me and Jordan are going to be covering each other for mystery series this season, and telling each other whether or not it's the good stuff or the bad stuff. And then you have one more show you're watching from this tier. So yeah, I'll let you take but care I of that. I actually
1: have to figure out which one this is. <laughs> this is <laughs> that the... really, that really is Fires Confidence. And... <laughs> oh, right. That, okay. Um, so this is, a, this is a series called uh, Komori-san wa Kotowari nai. And I was like, actually...
0: Komori-san can't say no or something.
1: Yeah, like that, that she, yeah, she can't refuse. Um, and I was like, like, really, up until, like, a couple minutes before we started recording, I was considering whether or not I should put this on the list. Um, because it's, uh, a, a sign-in, which means, like, meant for adult. Uh, it's like, slice-of-life comedy that's based on a four-tile gag manga. And it's for, like, uh, kind of, uh, um, late
0: teens, early 20s men.
1: Yeah, and it's, the story is basically, it's about this, uh, junior high school girl who is just too nice to decline when anyone asks her for a favor, and because she's, like, always, like, doing stuff and running around getting things done, she has achieved super strength. Um And that is, like, sort of the basis for, like, what I assume all the jokes are going to be about. Like, I think the art style looks really cute. And that's, like, the main thing that, like, is it interests me. And, I mean, I'm always down for a good comedy show. But there is, like, of course the chance that uh, this is going to be this season's Danchi guy. And it's immediately going to be like, oh, I, f- I fucked up. Right, because also it's a short series. Yeah, that, that is, in that way it is also similar. Uh, the Daunchy Guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, when I first thought, it, it was like, is this going to burn you like Daunchy Guy did?
1: I hope not, but it, I, I don't know. I just hope it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, because as soon as I read the, oh, a 14-year-old too nice to decline requests, it's like, I'm what kind out. of requests? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> I'm out. So next up on our list, we have uh, the third season of Yuri Yuri.
1: Yeah. We've also, we've reached the end of all the shows that we're going to be watching. Just by the way. No titty this season. Not on purpose, at least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for better or worse, we decided to skip out on that the season. Maybe for the best. Yeah. Well, now that we're not doing bi-weekly, we can't just drop it at once and immediately talk about how bad it is. Uh uh-huh.
1: Cause that's, en- that's engaging content. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're Yuri. Charles, um, what's your opinion about this series? I'm trying to
0: find the the thing about it. Okay. real quick.
1: make sure you get the right one because there's a uh... there's also the series of shorts. Yeah. So, um, Your Yuri
0: season three. Like, uh, I don't know much about Yuri Yuri. Um, it's it's a slice of life about uh, middle school students that are all just in a club about uh, doing whatever they want. It's I think it's like the it's like the, the amusement club. Yeah, or something. the amusement club. And so they just kind of do whatever they want, and so it's kind of the adventures of these middle school girls as they do whatever, kind of K-On-esque without uh-huh. the music.
1: It's is uh, it's a series I've watched a couple episodes of,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm like hesitant to watch more because it really toes the line between being just like a just a kind of like a cheery, bubbly, funny series and being, like, just a little too maybe creepy, maybe Moe Blobby for me to enjoy, and I can't really get a grasp on, like, what side the series is really trying to be on. Mm. Uh, so it makes me a little uncomfortable. Despite being,
0: like, the anime trash sort of guy uh, on this podcast the whole time, right? Like, realistically, Kaon is the only real Moe Blob trash that I'm, like, super into. Uh-huh. So, like, when I saw Yuri, Yuri it's like, uh, eh, you know, whatever. It doesn't have, like that ed- edge is not the right word but it doesn't have that like it doesn't have that thing that pushes it doesn't have it, that quality that quality that like pushes it against other like slice of life sort of mm-hmm.
1: stuff i also like for the viewers at home you have to understand that kaon and yuri yuri are not two shows you can compare directly because kaon does have a plot and like it has characters that develop whereas yuri yuri is very much a gag series
0: right but i, I want to say is like as a series that are both slice of life and yeah. like sur- as a group of uh a group of ladies. It's just like Keon has the music thing going for it, which is what ab- originally drew me to the series. Okay. Yuri Yuri is just like uh girls in middle school doing whatever and like that doesn't interest me as far as something with another aspect to it. Okay. So third season. Sure. If you're into that, yeah.
1: go ahead. If you're like it, you're probably gonna like this. Hey Charps, have you ever seen that one Twitter account that's like just uh pictures and then there's like a picture of a Japanese like anime school I girl. It. Yeah, that that's from this. That's Yuri Yuri. That's the yeah. image bot, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I don't know what what I don't get it.
0: It pulls from an API of someone's Google searches <laughs> and then pulls an image from Google image search of it, and then uh pastes that a girl onto it great bless you image bot <laughs> so then we have next a different mystery series that just like nothing nothing about it grabbed me
1: yeah i just uh, i mean i don't think there's no trailer out for this i think there's no trailer out yeah. for it it's called
0: kage one or kage mm-hmm and it's it's about a guy who is trying to figure out like the background of these like Kind of oh, hideous monsters that seem to be appearing uh, in the present time. Yeah. It's and it's it, it's like it's supposed to be some kind of like panic suspense sort of animation. So I assume kind of Cthulhu esque.
1: Maybe. But the art style is not immediately gripping. I uh, f- just from the poster alone, which is really all we have to go off for this series. I don't know how that style would translate into animation.
0: Yeah, because it's also an original series.
1: Yeah. it's also being produced by, like, Toe Movies, which I think is a new company?
0: Yeah, so... Yeah.
1: Or at least their animation branch is new, if I remember correctly.
0: So, not sure about that one. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, nothing seems super gripping about it. Like, all the monsters seem kind of very Western-stylized, mm-hmm. like, for, like, game book sort of things but i don't know how that's going to fit when they also have a very uh like comical sort of like main character looking yeah so i don't know it's just like eh. it look it could be good but
1: yeah, there's no but way to know until the first episode's out
0: yeah and it and it's not not like gripping from like how it describes itself or anything else
1: no so next up we have the second season of amero coco Right, which you watched. Which I did watch, and I sort of dropped it partway through just because I felt like it didn't work as a series of shorts. Um, mm-hmm. And it would have been better if it was just like a full anime or maybe just like a single... A single short, episode? or like Yeah, a single episode or like a short made-for-TV movie. Okay. Uh, and the only reason I put this on the maybe is because <laughs> they hadn't established whether this season is going to be shorts as well. So if this is going to be like a full episode, <laughs> then yeah, I'm going to watch it but <laughs> until then nah and they want to add more characters and cast members they have a
0: crowdfunding thing going on oh wow so who knows they probably going to be a series of shorts again yep but we'll see we'll see uh, so then next up we have a uh, tantai team kz jiken note
1: yeah um that is this is ah, one that, that one. i put i think you put it on the don't care list yeah i'm not so- sure you talk about it a little bit. It's, like, the basic gist is it's about a couple of, like, middle school children that get together and they go to solve mysteries. And the only... And I think the art... Scooby-Doo, but anime. Yeah. And the art style looks neat. Um, and, like, I'm always down for that premise. But the thing is, there's no preview out yet or anything. Uh, and there's, it's based on a novel, so there's not really anything I can, like, check out to see yeah. if it would be any good or not.
0: Also, they're going to be, like, half episodes because they're all nine minutes.
1: Yeah. So... It sounds intriguing, but I just have nothing to go off yet, so that's why So maybe. Yeah.
0: It'll be looked at. If I heard sure. good things about it, then sure. Or if you know someone picks it up for streaming, it'll be like, oh sure.
1: Yeah. And that's that.
0: Next up is uh, another season of Gara, which I believe came out two seasons ago or so. I don't
1: know. But that's and it was like right. this
0: this very like low fantasy sort of setup that was kind of Whatever, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And this one is uh, basically only attached to it by name. Yeah. Because it is a period drama now, set in ancient Japan, unlike before, where it was kind of, like, European influence. Mm-hmm. And it has a female protagonist. And that's all we really know. Because the preview doesn't tell
1: much either. No. The preview is, like, all uh, production art, so it's like...
0: Yeah, and I wasn't super into the original Garo, so I'm not interested in this one as much. Yeah, it's me like neither. Hey.
1: But I mean... Could be yeah. good. It's got map on it. They do good stuff sometimes. Yeah. is does good stuff. It's If
0: you're into uh, kind of low fantasy magic supernatural sort of stuff, go ahead.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. I, I am, but in a good way. Oh, okay. I'm going to judge you, but it's going to be like, yeah. I mean, that's his business, you know? That's my judgment. Right.
0: Okay. That's fair. That's a good judgment. So next up, we have... Um, more World Trigger.
1: Yeah, we have a spin-off series of World Trigger that is going to feature, like, the backstory of one of the characters. I think it's, like, I watched World Trigger at some point, but only a couple episodes before it started boring me. But I and think, it's
0: anime, this is all anime exclusive stuff.
1: Yeah, this is all, this is not based on the manga, this is all original stuff. And I think the character is going. it's going to be following is, like, the, sort of, like, the older laid-back mentor guy of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there you go. I don't think World Trigger is anything special. Like, it's really, really slow. And even though it has decent action scenes, um, it's just... The plot is really by the numbers. And, like, you can see every plot twist coming from a mile away. It's very shonen. Yeah, and I I genuinely don't know how it's still running in, like, Weekly Shonen Jump. Because it's not, it's not great. It has no standout features, basically. But, I mean... If you like World Trigger, then hey, you're probably lit up about getting to see more World Trigger.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, if it's stuff that's original, it's like you don't have to worry about, oh, I've already seen
1: this before. And it's also, like, if, or at least the episodes that I watched were, like, probably the best-looking stuff Toei was putting out at that time, which was weird. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I assume this is going to be done by Toei as well, although that's unconfirmed. Uh, But if it is, then maybe it'll look good as well. Next up on the list is uh, TQ Season 6.
0: God, fucking TQ. I don't know what Um, this is, but... (laughs) TQ is... (laughs) TQ is a two-minute series where one minute is both the opening and ending. (laughs) Oh, right. You you already watched this once, right? I've watched... I watched a season of it uh, on my own time, not as, like, part of the podcast. Oh, okay, because I seem to recall that, but I could be misremembering. um, you're thinking of a different short series. Yeah. But TQ is about um, a group of girls in a tennis club, and it's based around a gag, uh, a gag manga that um, the way they translate to anime is that everyone talks very fast. Oh, my. So it's kind of in that one minute, you're going to get like two or three minutes worth of content because everyone's talking really fast. <laughs> it's a very frantic sort of series because uh-huh. like it's not exactly animated either okay. it's that sort of thing where the characters bounce instead of walking oh, okay. and sort of stuff and like everything is very much in like stills rather than an actual animation tq is uh,
1: incomprehensible honestly all right so this is the kind of thing that's probably only exists just because it's so cheap to make rather than because there's a, a fan ba- an established fan base for it
0: i believe this is done by the guy who also does the gag manga um I'm not sure if that's true, but I know that it basically this group just does TQ.
1: Okay.
0: And, like, they hadn't they, they announced season five, like, last season, and before it had even finished, they'd announced season six. <laughs> all right. And I feel like it takes, like,
1: $3 to make every episode. <laughs> yeah. Just lunch for the staff.
0: Right. So I don't feel like. If you're into that, go ahead. I mean, like, I watched it and it was like, it's fun enough if you can, like, keep up with all the <laughs> jokes flying at you. Mm hmm. And some of them are, like, distinctly Japanese, so it's going to go over your head unless oh, okay. you're, like, very familiar with a lot of stuff. But it's... it It's it's an experience. Um Yeah, if you're into that, go ahead. Uh, I think they also got a... They're getting a stage play adaptation done for TQ. I hope also it is done on, like, $3 budget, so they just walk <laughs> out and say a million jokes and then walk out, like, I, the anime.
1: I hope it's just a puppet show.
0: <laughs> you know what? That'd be fine.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like that'd fit the theme better. Yeah.
1: So the next one is weird. This got me, comp- like, this is apparently something that already exists as a manga, but I'd never heard of it before. Okay, so it's two things
0: yeah. that, that uh, exist as a manga. This is, um, it is a combination of two uh, Fist of the North Star parodies. Uh-huh. So we have D.D. Hoku- Hokuto no Ken, which is, like, the, um, the, like, super deformed kind of stuff. Yeah. Which they already did an anime series of. But it's also adapting the, uh it's like, <sighs> Fist of the North Star Ichigo Aji, or like strawberry flavored. Yeah. Which apparently just takes one of the like minor villains from the very beginning and just kind of like forcibly inserts uh, him into the rest of the series just like to do <laughs> awkward gag stuff. Yeah. Which like, again, I, I'm not like super, I don't think I've actually seen a lot of Fist of the North Star. So I feel like any of this is just going to fly over my head. Yeah. But if you're into Fist of the North Star, it's worth a shot, I guess, because, like, I have no idea what the comedy could be about this sort of stuff.
1: I have read the good half of Fist of the North Star, or at least what I am told is the good half of Fist of the North Star. And uh-huh. it was good, but I, the show doesn't have, like, such a place in my heart that I'm like, oh, man, more Fist of the North Star stuff. Just give me that shit, man. Just fuck me up. Right. No, I'm just like, I'm...
0: yeah. It looks like it's going to be very much a, like heavy Japanese parody sort of series. Yeah, that also. Because I, I just looked at the 30 seconds of a preview that they gave uh-huh. and it keeps cutting between the sort of like very like Fist of the North Star style animation and then this like super deformed sort of thing. Yeah. And at one point the cat from Yokai Watch just shows up and <laughs> punches the shit out of one of the characters from Fist of the North Star. Oh man. So like, uh you know what? If you're into that sort of like very wacky Japanese parody, go ahead. Feel like Fist of the North Star, but it just seems like such a weird, like niche thing to do in 2015. Yeah, definitely. Like, who Fist of the North Star has been has not been relevant for a while. I feel.
1: Yeah, I mean, no one. It's not really like it's a it's a good series that I think has stood the test of time, but it, it's not really something that is timeless or has stick like has stuck in the public consciousness in the way that, say, JoJo Part Three has. Right. Specifically part three. Well, that's like the most popular part, yeah. right?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh the only reason part four is more popular is because this is a rocky's favorite
1: part, so they keep making shit for it. <laughs> As <laughs> it right, turns that, out. Maybe is like I a better comparison is Dragon Ball Z, I guess.
0: Yeah. Dragon Ball Z has definitely hit the I think consciousness, uh the public consciousness better. Yeah. Because it keeps getting remakes rather than, uh, Fist of the North Star, which
1: had its original run and that's kind of it. But I mean, even stuff that just like, st- like started and ended, like say, maybe Trigun or Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop, like that is like stuck in the general mind. Or maybe that's just in the West. I don't know about Japan. But Fist yeah. of the North Star, you really only hear like major anime and manga fanatics talk about it. And I don't mm-hmm. think the general public really cares.
0: Or you see people that talk about like the French opening because it's really silly. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, so that, I just feel, it feels strange, but, I mean, sure. Sally, this doesn't look like complete garbo, because then we could say something along the lines of, you're already dead on arrival. <laughs> Damn, that would have been good. Yeah. I'm glad that joke made it in, though.
0: Alright, and then the last one in our C list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardfight Vanguard G, uh, Gears Crisis Hen. Yeah. Er, uh, so, uh, Cardfight Vanguard is a very, um, so, like, if you, if you look at, like, the hot-blooded sort of card game shows, yeah. like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, or, um, or say, like, Future Card Buddy Fight. Yeah. This is decidedly, like, a cold-blooded sort of series. Mm-hmm. Like, the point is that it is just kids playing a card game, and it's just about character interactions. Uh, and, you know, this very simple card game that isn't super flashy, like, sure, the holograms show up, but they're not, like, full size, and they're not, you know, beating the shit out of things, and it's not suddenly Atlantis appears. It's also
1: very self-serious, but in, like, uh, like, in a dark way. It's not like Yu-Gi-Oh!, where everyone's all, like, bombastic, and, oh, no, if I lose this game of cards, the whole world's gonna go down. Yeah, it's very much smaller drama, where, like,
0: the main character is very, um, unsure of himself in his skills and his, you know,
1: kind of feelings as a person. I'm pretty sure one of the first things they establish in the first episode of the series is that his parents both died in a car accident. Right.
0: Meanwhile, Cardvite Vanguard G, different series, same game, but uh, very much more Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. Like, the main character has stupid red hair with a pink swirl that goes around it.
1: But that was the regular Cardvite Vanguard 2, right? No, that's for
0: Cardvite Vanguard G. Okay. Cardvite Vanguard has, like, a lot, like lower designs.
1: Okay, because what, what much... I was talking about with the car crash must have been Card Fight Vanguard G. Vanguard G. Because that okay. also had the silly hair.
0: But it... Okay, so Card Vanguard G also has, like, idols as villains and, like, all kinds of stuff like that. It seems a lot less self-serious no, than it, its It still original. is. It, it Yeah. I said uh,
1: less. All right. Just from
0: the designs and everything that they've put out about it. hmm And so it's like, sure, you know what? That's more card game anime. I love... I love my card game garbage. So, uh, might be worth watching. I haven't seen anything much of Cardfight Vanguard because it was a little too self-serious, I think, for what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm looking for plots where, you know, suddenly they go to different dimensions and have to fight their way out of hell or
1: whatever. If you're going to watch any card game anime this season, make it ARC-V. The dub's going on right now. If that's your thing, you could do that. But, I mean, it's also the original shows has going on. Or, like, the, the sub For 73 version. episodes. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. It gets pretty dark, too, if you're into that. Oh, it's super good, though. It's super good. Even the dub's really good. Like, all the jokes translate so well. It, mm-hmm. ARC-V, genuinely the best Yu-Gi-Oh! so far. It, fight me. Arc-
0: the nice thing about Arc 5, too, is that um, it's it's very much back to the sort of 4 kid style where, like, they give people silly accents yeah. in order to, like, differentiate them a lot more. So they have this, like, Japanese dude with a pompadour, and in the dub, he's got a southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, super heavy, too. It's great. But Arc 5 rules. Arc and 5 so, is super good. Uh, let's see. So now we're out to the D tier. This is stuff we just uh, could not give really any care
1: this about. Is, this is probably going to be the shotgun round. And also the round where we have to control F on live chart to remember what shows these even are. Right. So Lance and Masks is the first one on here. And it looks,
0: um, it all, it, oh, the art style is like very disconcerting because all of them look like children.
1: Uh huh. Um. This is one of the shows I was talking about earlier where it seems like this season the people trying to make the sword art online money are coming in in droves. And this is, I think, one of those shows. This is a sort of online money sort of thing, but uh, I think the more children,
0: mm-hmm. maybe they're children, they look very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of like, uh, he has to, some guy has to, is like a knight, and so he has to save some girls. The end.
1: Yep. It's. That's uh, all I
0: could get from it. Sometimes he wears a mask and has a huge, like, fuck off mech lance.
1: Yeah. I don't think, sorry studio Gokumi I don't think this one's gonna strike it with the general public
0: <laughs> uh, then we have the third season of Miss monochrome which <sighs> miss monochrome's like about a virtual singer who hates color Uh-huh. and wants everyone to be monochrome and like
1: Neh. that's that's sad yeah that's not cool who, who would want their idol lady to be sad that's weird. Yeah. Right. But then again, I think like horror Vocaloids is a pretty big subgenre. So what do I know? Uh, let's see. Then we have
0: uh, Kindachi Shonen no Jinke- uh, Jinke- Jikenbo 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 Returns, mm-hmm. um, which is a continuation of some sort of like mystery. Seems very like case closed esque. Yeah. uh Setup, and it's just like oh, it's a sequel to a thing I don't know anything about. Uh, moving on. Done by Toei, so probably it. no good. Right, Toei, so probably bad, but, I mean, like... Have you seen Case Close? <laughs> like, uh, there's not much animation going fair, on. I mean, fair enough. Uh, next up we have, uh... Sh- Shingeki Kyojin Shugako, or, um... You know, Attack on Titan High School. Oh, yeah. Done by Production IG. Uh,
1: whatever. They're, on they're getting that money so they can make high I respect Attack it. Attack on Titan's that's, that's dumb. That's okay. I mean, this isn't even like Attack on Titan, right? This is like a... It's a, a chibi spin-off, but then also it's still serious, I think. Because, <laughs> like, at the end of the, the preview, it had, like, the like the big fleshy titan coming in, and it, it was, like, a genuinely serious scene, and that was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, whatever.
0: <laughs> Next up, we have another Gundam series by Sunrise. Great. Uh, Kido Senshi Gundam, uh, Taketsu no Orphans. Uh, not actually about war orphans. <laughs> it is, in fact, about... Uh, a Group of children who are left at a Gundam facility on Mars, uh-huh. and that's why they're orphans because all the adults leave and they have to like fight people or whatever. Because, of course, they do. It's probably something about war in there, <laughs> anyway. Then we have
1: uh Onsen Yose Hakone chan, which is about uh a, a hot uh, like a hot springs fairy coming back to life, but what yeah, or like she's, she's laid dormant for a lot of years and now she's come back to life, except. She has taken on the appearance of a young girl. So, uh, maybe creepy, maybe not. It it doesn't list Etchy anywhere in the description, so it's probably gonna be okay, but you never know. Yep. Next up High School
0: Star Musical, which seems like another thing where they're like really pushing on this, um, this like boy idol sort of thing. Uh huh. Like trying to catch in on that Oudapree money. Although I heard that the last season of Uda Pri not as good as the other ones, where oh. like guys turn into like leopards and stuff. But, um, that's also, I thought, oh man, is this the anime version of that high school musical manga? It's not. So I was disappointed that way.
1: That is a shame. I was under the impression that was that as well. Cause that has the same name, right? High school musical. I don't know if it's high school star musical, but I was like, oh man, that has the same three
0: words. Yeah. Um, Osumatsu san, san is um that's i liked the art style when i looked at it yeah but it's also based on some 27 year old uh manga television series about um sextuplets who are all in love with the same girl and now they're uh grown up and adults and it's just them dealing with it and i feel like without context it's just going to be impossible to understand what's going on okay and that's why
1: i put it on this this part of the list then there's uh, Hidano Aria AA, which uh is, if you've ever seen one of those pictures that people post as a joke to make fun of anime, where you see a little girl, where it's like the generic anime art style, but it's like, they they took it too far. Like, the eyes are the too eyes big are and too far apart. Yeah. That's this to the max. And then also it's one of those shows where it's, like, cutesy little girls in, like, a really dark, serious situation, which is already, like, recipe for disaster. <laughs> and they all have guns and stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's the worst <laughs> but what if my anime wife who had a gun um so uh dances with devils following that is a brains based um otome sort of story it's an original thing but it's like a uh, reverse harem like oh this girl's at school and then suddenly she has to li- something bad happens and she has to live with five hot demons i mean which, uh, i mean I, I assume they'd be hot they're coming straight out of heck has Has the potential to be, um, uh, diabolic lovers where it's like, uh, heavily into like domestic abuse. Uh huh. But it could just be like a whatever Otome series. Yeah. Either way, we're probably not good.
1: Probably like, probably Twilight level at best. Right. And at worst, the bad Twilight subtext. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Either it's the
1: Twilight text or it's the subtext. Yeah. Next up
0: is uh, Fushigi na Samarashan, mm-hmm. which is some, like, comedy slice-of-life uh, magic thing where they have magic powers and they turn into robots and stuff, and I just didn't care. And that's, like, the one joke it. they have. Yeah, the art style wasn't that great. Uh, there's a section in the PV where someone's clothes all rip off and they're censored, and it's like, uh, oh. I'm done.
1: I'm out. <laughs> I was out before, but I was especially out after that. Then there's Future Friend unfortunately died uh, too early to <laughs> witness this, the second season of <laughs> Seraph of the End. Yeah, well, damn, I can't believe he has to miss out on this. <laughs> Another sh- uh, like series that I can't believe is still running in Shonen Jump, because it's just no redeeming qualities. <laughs> I've always wanted to see two assholes
0: sort of look at each other vaguely romantically, <laughs> and then also kill a vampire. Yeah. Uh, then we have Gachumon wa Usagi Desuka, which is the second season of the show of the same name, but it has two uh, question marks now instead of one. Whoa. I I love that style of naming yeah, sequels, really like great. with k and stuff. Uh-huh. And Working, I think, does the same thing. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think Haiku does it as well. I think uh, the first one was way. just... Oh, well. Yeah.
0: Well, either way. Um, this one is about some girls that work at, like, a cafe.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. Aimeiro, uh, Coco, but...
0: But with Moe's. Yeah.
1: There's, like, I super mean, Moe. I like, mean, one of the characters in Aimee Rokoko is pretty Moe, but... Okay. But yeah, so there's that. Yeah.
0: Um, K, Return of Kings, is the second season of K, which I heard uh, started out uh, pretty good, turned into a hot mess later.
1: Yeah, definitely, like, you, can, you really only have to look at the picture to see that this is probably not that great.
0: The only thing I know about K, and I continue to only know about K, is that the... There's that guy who does the sweet skateboard flips and yeah. then fights a guy with a katana using his
1: <laughs> using his skateboard. Definitely also another show that is trying to get that sort of online money.
0: Then we have the last uh, one on our D tier, which is uh, Sokino Fafner, Dead Aggressor, Exodus, second season. Well,
1: like Fafn about. <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> about Fafner, but it's a mecha show, so I don't... not for me.
0: Yeah, it's... it's uh... It's, uh, it seems like it's uh, getting that sort Art Online money, but also with Max. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's also getting that Gundam money. Some of the character yeah. designs are alright, though. I gotta give him that. Alright, that's fair. Now we hit our uh, Trash Garbo tier, the things that we're pretty sure, objectively. So first up, Gakusen Toshi Asterisk, which again, fits into the Sword Art Online-like this uh, is genre.
1: the most, like, transparent about trying to get that sword art online money. And surprise, surprise, it's an A1 Pictures production. <laughs> I was really sad because when
0: I first looked at the art style, it does kind of like that hard uh, hard um, shading sort of thing where it's, it's closer to black. Uh-huh. And so I really like that sort of style with the kind of more vibrant colors that they have. And then I was like, oh, it says Etch. Oh, it's just Sword Art Online. Oh. Is
1: this show coming out anymore? Because I can't actually find it on the site. It's
0: here. Okay. It's right under Fafner. But, um, there it is. But, um, it's not. It's whatever. I'm pretty sure it's going to be bad.
1: Yeah, probably. Because,
0: I mean, look, Sword Art Online was written the month after Dot Hack came out. So, like, well, that's after, transparent. Like, the this
1: popular Dot Hack video game came out. This is
0: even more transparent than that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Then we have *Diabolik Lovers*, more blood, which uh, I referred to earlier when talking about something else. Diabolic Lovers* is uh, a show about a lady who suddenly has to live with a whole bunch of vampires, and they're really into abusing her, and that's supposed to be romantic.
1: I mean, that's kind of like *Twilight* too, but but like this
0: is like sadistic sort of. All right, all right, torture. yeah. I mean, fair enough. That is no. Yeah, this is like actively like maximum physical. no good. Yeah, ex- that's that's the best way to describe it. Yeah.
1: Holy cross, that one off the list.
0: <laughs> then we have Owari Monogatari, which is another Monogatari, which means that it's probably going to be even more heavily into the sort of the, like, incesty sort of things that that author is really known for.
1: Yep. Huge waste of the talent that works at Shaft.
0: Yeah. Because, like, as far as I hear, Baka Monogatari was the good one, and the rest of them have really more heavily, like, looked into the, like, incestuous sort of themes. Mm-hmm. Like that scene with that toothbrush. Yeah. But, um, so that's that then we have another sword out online like
1: Uh uh-huh definitely uh rakudai kishino cavalry this was one that you almost put on like the don't care list but then i refer to the description where uh like at the end of a duel between two characters of this like magic knight school uh the loser must be obedient for life yep and that is a
0: school sword action story yep okay so apparently these weapons are made from their souls uh-huh. which whatever but um yeah this is stupid and uh the thing is the thing that caught me is that i didn't read the description yeah. v- like that far i saw that it was like this like whatever and uh it it doesn't have etchy or harem mm-hmm, written on it nope. so i was like oh
1: maybe it's oh i think i've been tr- i've been tricked <laughs> <laughs> i think i've been fooled uh, for the last time one of the many no good shows Silverlink is producing this season God damn, because next up, another yep. Silverlink production.
0: Uh, <laughs> you, you put a, an etc cetera on here because the title is so long because it's a light novel yeah, adaptation. It, it's, yeah. Uh, to, to do the English one, it's basically, uh, I got picked up to be a sample commoner at a school for princesses uh. or something like that. And basically, it's about a guy who gets abducted into a school for like, uh, uh, l- young ladies from like wealthy families to be high class yeah and so they're like oh we need a sample commoner to you know treat as a slave or whatever kind of thing or like to get them
1: into it so that's that's what that's about and it, uh, also apparently, one of the main jokes of the show is that everyone thinks the main character is, is gay even though he's not yeah and also has a muscle fetish thanks anime
0: and so, uh, not only was it going to be bad anyways, because it's like a gross harem thing with like uh, people that look like they're 12. Uh-huh. But also... <laughs> so that sucks.
1: Yep, that's... Yeah.
0: Then we have... Onatori uh, EX, which I originally also didn't have on here until I realized the implications of it because of other shows like it. Yep, uh, It is about five young girls who uh, exercise... It is basically the season's Pillow Boys. Yeah, except... Uh, Even worse. I, I don't know, Pillow Boys got pretty bad. Oh, did it? I only watched the first episode. Hoof! who boy, some of the implications in there. But um, but it seems like one of those things that could either be, like, the Moevation-style app, where it's like, oh, hey, fat nerd, why don't you work out? <laughs> and, like, I mean, that's okay. But, like, it also could be, like, um... What is it? Uh is it like training with Hanako? I don't know. There's like a series that's like uh some big titty girl that like sleeps and also works out and is, like very fan service heavy and it could end up like All right. We're 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 nipping in the bud early by just assuming that it's going to be bad. Yeah. Next up is uh I hate pronouncing all of these names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do this one. <laughs> all right. It's uh Dao. Tai madau 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 D- madau uh, gakuen 35 Shiken tai show which is which is some kind of military it's a sort out of online like <laughs> yeah but it's with the real military i guess yeah it's, it's with a
0: military no an anti magic academy yeah so the military fights sorcery and also it's edge etch- harem fantasy so it's it's sorry it's a gate like
1: yep so another silverlink production thanks silverlink thanks
0: Oh, th- oh no! The main character can't use guns and can only fight with a sword, the most honorable of weapons. Yeah, and then someone who's really good at uh, pi- an ultra elite pistol master. <laughs> 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 that's joins <me>. the platoon. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Then there's so uh, Shinmai uh, Mao No Testament Burst, which uh, AKA the s- Sister New Testament Devil Sister. Oh yeah, devil Oh New that- right, that's what this is. I keep forgetting.
0: Yeah. So this is like the new. And this is the second season. Oh God. They have a second season of this, which that
1: sucks. Yeah, that's a real
0: shame. Yeah, it's about a girl who gets real horny when she says no to someone, and so she has to get jerked off. So that's
1: like the opposite of that one show I'm watching. What? With no none of the (laughs) hornyness. Wait, what? It's like the the girl that can only say yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Except it's the opposite. It's just not as gross. Yeah. I, I, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> we have no God. confirmation of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No confirmation yet. But yeah, so that sucks, and I'm sad that they're making another one. Yep. Because now he has a full harem or whatever. Yep. But, um, yeah, so let's see. Last on the list. Last on the list is, uh, <laughs> Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, which is a multimedia series. That's getting an anime, and then soon after is getting a game, and then probably something else no but uh it's about <laughs> it's uh-huh. about these girls who are who fight and they get sexually attracted to other girls, <laughs> <laughs> and then when these girls kiss or do something vaguely sexy, one of them turns into a sword and then they fight um <laughs> so it's like Eater. It's kind of like Soul Eater, but like these really grossly animated, um, women. So like, it's like
1: Soul Eater not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like Soul Eater Nut. They kind of grossly kiss and then one of them turns into a sword and then they fight someone else. And like the main character is like this, this red haired girl who turns into a sword and is a mermaid. That's why it's called Mermaid. Okay. She's not a real mermaid. She's a mermaid because she turns into a sword or something. Yep. But, um, and then the other main character is some one winged blonde lady who doesn't know how to, close her shirt. Maybe she her, her boobies are too big to do it. I don't know.
1: That's an excuse. I, I want to point out, by the way, that Slater is actually really good, and I like it a lot. Right. Slater, so not not as much. No, I mean, it's, it's all right, but... I said not as
0: much. Not as much, yeah. But yeah, so... Uh, I think that's all the
1: anime. There's at least one that we missed, uh, I can tell you right now, and that is a show called uh, Ketsuei Ketsu- Kigata-kun Third Season which is apparently like a comedy about the stereotypes of blood types in Japan. Oh, we did miss that. Yeah, and which is a really strange premise to me because at least where I come from and I assume where you come from blood types don't matter at all.
0: No, but it's a it's a heavy thing in uh Japanese culture yeah. and is actually uh derived from like uh, racist Nazi
1: science. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah.
0: about how not like your blood type and also your um your star sign are, like, heavy indicators of what you are going to act like and your compatibility with other people. Okay. I did a write-up about it at some point, but it's like, eh. Yeah, a- it's a very, It's a very silly sort of thing. I remember one politician was like, I am sorry for the actions I have done. It's because of my blood type. Oh, my. Happened at least once. But that's why in a lot of, like, game uh, manuals and stuff, you'll see blood types because okay. it's supposed to be an
1: indicator of their personality. Like something new every
0: day. Yeah. I think Final Fantasy VII had that very heavily ingrained.
1: So that yeah. that's that show. I've never seen it before, and it doesn't look that interesting to me. So Yeah. Anyways, so that's that's all the anime. There's also a couple of kit shows that there are, we
0: didn't there list. There are kit shows we didn't list because, for the most part, they're probably not going to make it over here, is the thing. Yeah.
1: And also, a lot of these don't get announced until, like, two days before they air. So right. we couldn't include them in this
0: Right, but like a lot of the kids shows aren't gonna make it here anyway, so we we covered all the ones that are possibly going to be like licensed or at least fan subbed somewhere. For
1: better or for worse.
0: Yeah. Like I'm sure Crunchyroll will pick up Sister Testament, Devil's Testament.
1: Yeah. I'm sure they'll get a package deal from Silver Link. <laughs> Thanks, Silverlink. <laughs> oh, Wow, that's a lot of anime. That is so much anime. And we're watching... All of it. Yeah, we're going to watch every
0: <laughs> single one. <laughs> uh, we're close to even. You have a few more anime than I do.
1: And I'll, I have a lot more maybes than you do, so...
0: Yeah. So we'll see how things turn out, and, uh... In, in a couple weeks, once the season's over proper, we'll be back to tell you about, uh... What we thought about last season, any of the shows we stuck with, and, uh... What what made us uh, stay or drop with them? And maybe even some shows we picked up partway through. Yeah, because I mean, we didn't end up talking about that for last season. Yeah. So,
1: join us next time when we talk about that. I've been Shorts Away. I've been Jordan, and now to put an end to the podcast and to honor the memory of our of our good buddy Future Friend, uh, we're going to play his favorite song. Thank you for all you've done, Future Friend. You're always with us in our hearts. <laughs> By the way, he didn't actually die.